selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Welcome back to yet another episode. Number 97, is that what this is? I have no idea. Justin, correct? 97. 97, which means we are three away. We're going to be at the big 100. We got to do something special. When's that going to line up? Like Christmas week? I don't know, but it's coming up. So um, welcome back to our episode. We have a the rules applied this week as they did last week, which means that I had to go pick the stories. And I yeah. try to select from kind of like ones that came in a long while ago and one that one or two that came in in the last couple of days. And I broke it up a little bit. I also want to let you see down by my feet, we are, uh, I have my nephew Oliver with us. Yeah, he's a really cute, fat Bashan. Because his mommy took off and went to see one of my sisters. So, I don't know if they can see him. He's kind of tucked in the corner, but maybe he'll do a little turnaround he's halfway chilling. through. He's chilling. We'll insert a picture. He's been really cute. Um, Justin and I are racing to the airport in about an hour. I still haven't finished packing. And so I was trying to pack and he laid in my suitcase and it was really cute. <laughs> really cute. But did you have, um, when you picked these stories today, did you have a theme in mind or no? just kind of random? No, I went, this is the random, the random, the random Rome. Random I, chaos. Yes. And there was okay. a little bit of, uh, it, and some, some of my got because um, I was able to relate at the first thing and it, and because my optic nerve hurts when I read, so I couldn't read through all of them. You may say, I don't know why dad picked this, but I also picked one that uh, you guys started by saying how much uh, you, that I'm, I'm the example of a perfect dad. And I want, I, I picked that story <laughs> because let me tell you guys something. I am not a perfect dad. No one's perfect. I we love you, but. That we, no we, one's perfect. We truly love one another. And just so you know, with your own parents, we all, we're people. We screw up. I I do things that irritate the shit out of Morgan sometimes. Yeah. So just that, you know, I'm not perfect. And, and I'm sure your parents aren't either, but it's work. And it's just at the end of the day, 
you know, we do love one another. And especially coming into the holidays, it's conversation. When you have a problem with a parent, have a conversation. Morgan sometimes gets irritated with me for me and my health. And she's worried that I'm not going to a doctor quick enough or this or that. But, you know, it's all out of love. And so when you do have something going on with your parents, I would I want to start by saying, try to identify a conversation and start there. And I and I encourage that for everybody, for all of our our year as we're ending this year, we're going to start a new year in a couple of weeks. And we're going to get through the holidays. We're starting the holiday with Thanksgiving tomorrow. Let's be thankful. And with that note, I love you all. And I really appreciate you being uh, part of my life because you are by sharing your lives and letting me into your life and let, along with Morgan and Justin and Holly, who will be coming back to spending next week with me mm. and um, Oliver. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I, I'm going to also say one more thing. I really thank all the comments regarding the FKS uh, socks and shirt because nice. I did see ideas that people were bringing in and I loved it. And we are taking, we are really going to take it seriously. Yeah. So on that note, let's do it. Let's, let's kick it off. Oh, socks are skiing, by the oh, way. Oh my God. <laughs> Your toenail. Oh, I got a hole. <laughs> oh, that was so gross. I hope it showed up on camera. Like no, your little, no, your no, little no. claw <laughs> peeking through the hole. Oh, wow. No, I got to get rid of these socks. These ones are going too. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Story number one. Please help. He can barely help himself. <laughs> how do I help my husband, early 30s, not be so angry about how my parents, my dad in particular, have treated him and continue to treat me? I'm the oldest, late 20s, out of my parents' three daughters. I've been married for two years and in a relationship with my husband for almost six years. Growing up in a Mexican macho man household was difficult for me. My parents relied on me to translate a lot and help them with things that they should have reached out to other adults for help with. I feel like I could not enjoy being a kid because I had to grow up so fast to help them with things around the house and translating for them and documents. My parents were very emotionally unavailable for me growing up, so that led to me becoming a people pleaser. My husband and I lived with them for some time, and he saw firsthand how they really are, which he did not like. They have been very toxic to me in the last couple of years, especially my dad, and I'm just about to my breaking point. I keep my distance currently and am minimal contact, but they still come to me for help and trash me any chance they get when we're together. My husband hates that. He has so much built-in anger because he says I'm so kind and do not deserve to be used and trashed on. He does not like the idea of me cutting them off, but does think something needs to change. He does not want to talk to them about my slash our concerns because he thinks they will not listen and will give them more ammo against me. 
He just doesn't feel like they have ever had our backs, and I agree. At this point, I feel like a family friend to them, and the anger my husband has is starting to affect our marriage. What can I do to help him not be so angry about the situation? He's a great guy with a great heart, but he just hates knowing the people who are supposed to have my back could not care less for me. It doesn't make me as angry as it does to him because I've grown up with this crap my whole life. I can see myself cutting them off and never looking back, but I would miss my siblings. There was a few things that, that immediately came to my mind as we, as I was listening, as I started to read the story and then as I listened to it. You know, in the, in the beginning, you enabled the problem by allowing them to not learn the language enough where they could take care of themselves. So it's almost like the story, you, you bring someone fish, you feed them for a day, you teach them the fish, you feed them for life. Yeah. So your parents, there are things that are available for them for translation. We, we all know that there's translating software on our iPhones. Use it. They can use it. And the more you pull away from being that crutch, the faster and the better they're going to actually take on to, to having to do it. I've been fighting doing the doing these stories forever. And, you know, finally, I'm doing them. Mm-hmm. We're reaching out and I'm in and I'm digging in and I'm cutting and I'm pasting and I'm I'm growing. And they can grow too. As far as their behavior for to 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 deal with the um the hostility between how they treat you just in their own meanness, where that comes from, I have no idea. But you hold the power to what you're willing to accept. And it, as much as your husband wants to, you know, I'm sure step in and have a word or two where two macho men are going to get into a knife fight. <laughs> right. The answer really is you can, he doesn't have to go fight the battle for you. Maybe your father thinks he'll be more of a man if he does. Maybe that's what he's striving for. I have no idea because I'm not in your dad's head. But you can certainly say, you know, guys, this isn't working for me. And it may have worked in your generation, but in today's world, this is not going to work. So when you're ready to to learn the boundaries and how to communicate with me, you're welcome to come around. But you step out of line with that communication, I don't need to put myself in, the, in, in that place. And I would prefer at that moment, I'll say, mom, dad, can you leave? Because I just don't want to entertain this. Yeah. I'm not going to make myself unhealthy because it makes you healthier to, to abuse me. It's just unacceptable. Yeah. So lay, lay out the boundary do it in the right thing. And or if, attempt it, to. And if, if they go ballistic on you to say, you know, we're going to, and you might even preface it when you have the conversation, this is going to upset you. If you feel yourself that you're ready to go, you know, volcano on me, turn around and walk out because I'm not going to respond to it. Yeah. And if you if you don't turn on and you do go volcano, then I'm going to leave. I'm going to you know. And you maybe maybe the idea is you meet in a in, in a place like a park, so you both have an outlet. You can actually leave and go home. True. You don't have to tell them to leave your house. Yeah. And but you do need to have this conversation. So I would definitely pick a place where you guys can do it, where you have yourself a, a way out of it, where they have themselves a way out of it. And that's a public park or a, or a public location. Yeah. Maybe at the beach. Bring a bottle of wine, sit down, or some, maybe not one, maybe just tea. Yeah. So you guys have all your senses. I have no idea, you know, what their background is or what they can handle. Yeah. 
but it is getting down to a conversation of 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 seriousness and you have to be able to leave everyone having out because they're going to go volatile probably. Sounds like it. Okay. That's what I got for her on this one. What do you got? Yeah, I think you're you're pretty spot on. Um I think it's really hard and I know this is like a cultural thing. I have some friends that really went through this with their parents. Um and it is hard being the child of a first-generation immigrant and having a language barrier and you're forced to grow up and you don't deserve the verbal abuse. I, I think your husband has really encouraged, you know, you to realize your self-worth, which is so important. But I don't I don't think it's healthy anymore, even having this minimal contact. And I think you need to start when they trash talk you, leave immediately. Set the boundary. Hey, if you're not going to treat me nicely, I'm done. I'm leaving. And you don't have to go no contact if you don't feel that that's right for you. But then you need to start enforcing the consequences because that's a boundary. That's how boundaries work. You set the boundary. You state it clearly. If they break it, you enforce the consequence, which is removing yourself. And after, you know, maybe one, two, three times. It works. Maybe th- they'll get it. Is it called accountability, expectation, and accountability? It's really, it's just that simple. It's holding them accountable yeah. after you set this boundary. Um, but until you have that conversation, you can't expect them to magically know, um, you know, boundaries. People can't read people's minds. So you definitely need to be willing to enforce it, though, because they're not getting the message because you haven't laid down the hammer. You've enabled it. And I don't think cutting your parents off, if no matter what you do, it doesn't make you feel better. I don't think cutting your parents off means you have to cut your siblings off unless they react negatively, which... They may applaud you because they may be dealing with the same thing. Yeah. So it's a tough one, but you got it. Just, you know, I think therapy would be great. Well, it needs to come from her. It can't come from him. But It can't come from him. And I, I get why he's so frustrated and it, it is affecting your marriage because... Watching someone get kicked again and again and again and again. And it's like, why aren't you helping yourself? Like, come on. And it's it's probably not his place. But I think he could sit there with you as you confront them and still be supportive. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not necessarily his role to have this conversation, but maybe culturally it would be more respected if he added something that was just like, Yeah, I will be honest. I have observed this. You know, I don't think it's the greatest behavior. I don't think she deserves to be treated this way. That's a lot different than just popping off the handle. Yeah. And I think being that little, you know, sidekick and being there supporting you while you do this could look good in their eyes. And I don't know. I think. No, no, no. Either either way, that's a decision you guys get to make. But Mm -hmm. I I definitely say that it, it is definitely. You got to lead this one because it's really the the way that they've treated you all along, and you're and you yourself are not going to take it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Number two. two. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Number two. (laughs) Apologies in advance for how long this is, Jerry. There's just a fair amount of background and context here. I, male 30, am hoping to get some advice on how to approach a situation with a friend who we our group of friends, all 28 to 31, are struggling to help. So for some background on how we got to the present, our friend, 29 male, has been in his dead-end job for almost six years now. He is a delivery driver for a clothing company, has never tried to do more with this job to get a promotion or focus on sales or another area he could excel in. With this job, he barely works three to four hours each day and sometimes goes to work past 11 after sleeping in and is home by two. Then he is back home watching TV, playing video games, or going out drinking without any care or responsibility. We know this because he is roommates with one of our friends who owns the house he lives in. For someone who is going to be 30 early next year, something may need to change as all our friends are moving on with marriage, houses, kids, big careers, and moving on in life in general. No one is forcing this on him because he has mentioned wanting changes for six plus years now. Details below. Over the past two years, there have been three weddings within our friend group. Each time without fail, he seems to be having a great time all night, but the drunken night ends in tears and conversations around how he wants to figure things out. Find a girl, get in shape, get a new job, the list goes on. This has happened three times now in this span and nothing has come of the conversations. He will either ignore any advice we give him or the time and help we offer or pretend these talks never happened. The cycle then repeats itself and I fear on his 30th birthday, it will happen again. He dropped out of college after one year, around 2012, has attempted to take online classes and community college classes here and there, but those always fall through. Not that a college degree is the end all for success, but it is something he has always said he will complete but never comes to fruition. His parents gifted him a computer with the stipulation that courses be taken three years ago, and that lasted about a week. Then last Christmas, they got him a Peloton to help with working out. His last class was in April of this year after only using it four times. At this point, after all the olive branches extended to him, including resume slash LinkedIn help, getting him in touch with a recruiter for work, Workout plans and offers to all be active together, nothing has changed. It always comes down to some excuse or some shit explanation of why things can't happen or lies that he is doing all these things on his own. I am stuck. 
I love this guy. He is my best friend and I consider him a brother. We have leaned on each other for anything for over a decade now. There's only so much we can do to help since this has been going on for years now. Side note, he says he is in therapy and has been for one year now, but that doesn't seem to be doing much, sadly. Some of our close friends think this is a lie to keep us at bay from asking him any serious questions. Deep down, I see the lie, but don't want to admit it. All in all, Jerry, we do not know how to approach this situation anymore. We care about him and want what's best for him. But after all these years of trying and supporting him, we have hit a wall and I am personally feeling really guilty about not wanting to help anymore until he tries on his own. Thoughts, advice, or anything is truly appreciated. Well, I can certainly see that you are burnt out, my friend, the writer. Mm-hmm. You have been beating your head, trying to help your friend, and your friend is looking for excuses not to do anything, and it's probably because he's depressed. It certainly sounds like depression to me. Yeah. And, and I was thinking the whole time through, guy needs help. Now, he may really be getting help, or he may not be getting help. If he's getting help, maybe he's got the wrong guy. You know, telling someone to, every, every, with whatever you guys have been doing, it's obviously has not worked. That tact is, is just useless. So I don't know how you guys can motive, you, you're, the, the friendship, that team knows what this guy likes. It sounds like he enjoys video games. That's what he does. He took his computer and he got into video games. He's obviously not growing up. He's what I, what I titled age arrested. He is locked at an age where he's not growing mentally as he is chronologically. And that is the problem that without help, I don't know how to get beyond that. If it's video games and you guys can get him to go back to school to learn how to program and, and be a video game, you know, writer, or he can be creative with AI. And there's all kinds of classes now going on with AI that he can make a living. Whatever it is, he's got to be able to sustain himself. And I don't know how he's sustaining himself on four hours a day. Yeah. It's really difficult because you've done all the right things. You've done yeah. all the things that we would go in and say, well, Try going and working out all together. Try f- helping with LinkedIn. Try XYZ. Try introducing them to people. And you guys have done all that. And a lot of these things, the tricky part is that inspiration and motivation has to come from within. Mm-hmm. The tough part here is, you know, you have a friend that is ill. L- l- Potentially. Me, yeah, we, l- don't, l- we don't know. You, you, let, me just, let me just say this. He, if... if and I was not saying he is right now. I'm saying, but imagine, let's say it this way. Imagine you have a friend that has a bad disease and it's an, it, it's encroaching on his daily life because you love your friend. You are there to the day they die when they have cancer or they have something that's going on here. He has something that's not a physical um, immobilizer that way, but emotionally immobilizing him. And you want to be his friend, but you are, you're burnt out because he, he is unable to help himself or not willing to help himself. It's any which way you want to use the words, but the, the end of the day is he is crippled. He is emotionally crippled, it appears. And unless you guys can 
find a back a back way into him that he can go be productive and love what he's doing and start enjoying life, he unfortunately will be destined for this. My brother had a friend like this, and he came from a very you know successful family, and the kid had everything in his life that he wanted, but unfortunately, the kid was always into drugs. He became a man always into drugs in a way of anesthetizing himself until the day that he he died at the age of, I would imagine, 50, 45. He died young. And he died from circumstances due to drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, you know, there's so many potential reasons that he is, you know, like this and unmotivated, um, major depressive disorder. Um, stood out to me like it's extended length of time. But let's say it's not that. Let's say he just is unmotivated and lazy. Let's be the devil's advocate here. I think you get to a certain point where you have done everything you possibly can. And I might even look at this friend group and say, you guys have enabled him. Like his parents are maybe enabling him. Mm I um I have a friend of mine who just broke up with a guy after dating for a year. He's a trust fund kid. Mm-hmm. His dad's got a multi-million dollar charity he can run. He can do all of these limitless things. And yet he orders DoorDash every day and sits on his ass. Mm-hmm. And she was, she's so driven. She's so, so driven and so good and motivated. And she's like, I can't even be with someone like this because no matter how much I love him, He's not willing to grow with me. Mm -hmm. And so there's people like that out there that just come from such privilege. Why would I try? My parents pay for my rent. I I can do the bare minimum of three hours a day and they're still going to kick me some money. So it might just come to a time where don't ask him how his job hunt is going. Don't help him with resumes. Tough love. Hang out. If you want to hang out, be like, hey, buddy, going camping this weekend. You want to come? That's cool. But check out. Like you have done everything and it is not your job to be your friend's parent anymore. I agree. I agree. It's just, it sucks. Um, If it is depression, obviously you don't want him to feel isolated. You want him to know he can always come to you. So maybe you, you know, you have one real tough love conversation. You say, hey, dude, I'm here for you. If you're going through it, you can always reach out to me. You are not alone. However, I'm done kind of you know, going out on a limb and helping you with your resume. I'd love for you to get to where you want to be, but I got to check out. You hit on something that was very, that, 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 that struck me that maybe it struck our writing as well. The OP hmm. is take them camping, make them work as the team, make them. <laughs> if all of you guys are doing it, that's what you took from that. <laughs> I, like, I did. I, I got locked on. I said, what a great idea because now you're making him engage. Honestly, maybe leave him in the woods somewhere. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or make friends with, with the bear. No, just you know, the, the answer really is is that you're making him engage to do something. And when you go try new things, you know, he may find something just by doing these off-the-wall areas that you've never been. So expose him. As you guys go out and do things, do things that are totally different to see if there's something he will grasp. So go from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum in different venues and see. If you want to, like you can invite him along, but you don't have to go out of your way to keep 
trying to do things for him. Well, I think that all the guys that I find if they if they pick to spend time and they yeah, go to different yeah. so venues, of course, like do it if you want to do it, yeah. but it's not your job to. But, but save your friend. But make him partake. Yeah. If he's right. there, he's got to he's got to support himself to get we through. We all it. have uh, we all have camp duties. Here's That's the sign up sheet. Are you getting firewood? Well, Are you it's also water? just getting out of the routine, getting out of the getting out, out of the of, house, out of your box. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems like it's ve- he's very routine driven. Where it's like, oh, I'm going to go home and do this, and this is what I do. If you can break that somehow, at least do one really good time to try it. Yeah. And go do some crazy adventure. Could work. Go do some crazy hiking adventure in Iceland. You never Could. know where inspiration is going to come you from. You never know. And if he likes games and computers, like there's so many other opportunities out there that aren't mainstream, but he's got to get his ass in gear. Yeah. There we Next. go. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hi, Papa Jerry, Morgan, Justin, and sweet little Holly. Oh, we have Oliver today. Wait, wait, we did. (laughs) What happened? He's probably peeing on the rug again. (laughs) No, he's at the door. Don't don't be giving him a false thing. He already peed on the rug. He's been here for like an hour. (laughs) Okay. I'm a 15-year-old girl and my dad died in a car accident when I was eight. I was an only child and me, my mom, and my dad were very close. I still miss him every day. My mom struggled for a while, but she is the strongest person in the world. She finished her education two years ago as an electrical engineer. I think that is pretty badass girl power and I'm very proud of her. I was the center of her world after my dad died and she had no interest in dating for a long time. After finishing her education two years ago, she got a new job. I noticed soon after that something was off. She was suddenly on her phone when we were watching movies, etc. And that wasn't like her. I had my suspicion and after about a month she told me she met someone at work, but she wanted to be sure it was serious before she introduced me to him. I was okay with that. After about six months, we invited him to our house so the two of us could meet for the very first time. He seemed like a really nice guy, and I could see he made my mom very happy. He has a son who is five at the time. 
These last 18 months, all of us have gotten to know each other better and better. My mom and her boyfriend are very happy together. I now refer to my mom's boyfriend's son, now seven, as my little brother. He is an amazing kid, and despite our age difference, we have a lot of fun together, and we get along really well. My mom and my brother have gotten really close, and he more often than not calls her mom. For context, his biological mother left when he was a newborn and hasn't been in the picture since. Then, there's me. I have to admit, I've been pretty closed off towards my mom's boyfriend. Sort of a, he's not my dad and will never be a replacement mentality. We have always been nice to each other, but I haven't gone out of my way to make him feel welcome in our family like he has done to me. For the last few months, I've been caught up in the feeling of my mom replacing my dad. She's all happy again, and of course I'm happy she's happy, but we talk less and less about my dad, and I'm afraid she'll forget about him. She has a new man, and her boyfriend has a new woman, and my brother has a new mom. Me and my mom are usually very open about everything, but I don't want to tell her about me feeling left out because I don't want a replacement. I just want my dad back. But I can't. I don't want to crush her and their happiness. Last night, though, at dinner, my mom's boyfriend asked me a couple of questions about my dad to know what he was like. And then he told me I look like him. I mean, I know I do, but the acknowledgement from him about my dad's existence absolutely means a lot. After dinner, I went upstairs only to realize I forgot something downstairs, so I went to get it. I know it's wrong to listen in on other people's conversations, but I got caught up when I heard my mom and her boyfriend talk about my dad. Long story short, I heard him tell her that he has all the respect in the world for my dad, and he realizes that he will never replace him, nor does he want to. But he's worried about me not having a dad, uncles, or granddads at 15, a very vulnerable age. He would love to step in, not as a replacement, but as an extra father figure to love and support me in life, but he feels like I'm closed off and he doesn't know what to do. Me and my mom love Christmas, and we have a thing for what we call silly socks like Papa Jerry has. Oh my God, I'm going to lose it. And our tradition is to wear Christmas silly socks every day in December. Since this is the first Christmas the four of us live together, I went shopping last week and found three new pairs of Christmas silly socks for my brother, in addition to my old ones that are too small for me, but still in perfectly good condition. So I gave them to him. I explained our tradition, and he was so happy about the socks and is looking forward to December so he can wear them. The thing is, my mom's boyfriend is more of a boring black socks kind of guy, and he laughs at our silly socks. Not in a negative way, though. I don't think he would dare as he knows the seriousness of silly socks in our home, lol. I'm thinking about buying Christmas silly socks for him and surprise him with them on December 1st. It could be my way of including him in our family tradition without telling him that I want him included in our family. My mom's boyfriend has been really nice since day one and has told me countless times that if I need something, I can always ask, etc., I think he has done everything he can do to reassure me that he is a safe space without pressuring me. And I fully acknowledge that the issue is on my side. Even though I know it's wrong to listen to other people's conversations like I did, I needed to hear what I heard for me to even think about breaking my defense wall. I think I'm ready to open up a little, but I have no idea how to approach this. Do you have any advice? I am going to tell you that your mom hit a second home run. 
This is insane. So <laughs> no one gets this lucky twice. So let let me start with you on this one because when I when I first saw the story, and remember I picked these stories, and I saw your age, I was hesitant because you know sometimes when we give advice where there's a minor involved, I don't know how much you know exposure that we really have, but your story to me was a story that had to be read and you had to be answered. And you are blessed. You have had a, a gift from heaven with a man that is so special, so, so giving of heart and compassion and understanding. And I think you realize it. I think you see it. You just don't know how to deal with it. So I'm going to start with number one. No way, no how will you, your mother, this man, everyone in your life will ever forget who your father, your biological dad is and was. That love, that specialness that you have, no one's going to forget. So we don't know how people come in our lives. And it could have been your dad that found this person or somehow... There's a deal made in heaven that this guy was brought at the right time and when your mom was ready to move on and go forward and to find happiness. You guys are a new family. And and it doesn't mean he's replacing your dad, but he's certainly going to bring everything that, that, that your dad was there to give you. He wants to step in and be a part of that and honestly give it to you. I've been there. I'm not talking about Morgan and I'm not talking about Matt and Taylor. I dated somebody that had that had a child and that person never had a father. Father conceived with the mother and he disappeared. That was the end of it. And I opened that door, but there was so much confusion in that in, the, in in that person that it was hard. It was difficult, but I was relentless to be there when that person is ready. And even though I'm not a part of his mother's life anymore, if that one day that young fellow calls me up and says, can, can I ask you something? I will still be there because that's who my character is. And that's who this guy's character is. So allow it, enable it, let him be a part of your lives just like you want. And don't think for a second that all of you are not going to celebrate the life and, 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 and the memory of your biological father because all of you will give him that much more love and respect. Yeah, this is, oh, it was really tough for me to listen to. But I think like first and foremost, no one is ever going to replace your dad. Um, and it sounds like this guy is great. He's so inclusive. He's respectful of your boundaries. He wants to just be there for you when you're ready. And you kind of say in this, you know, right in, you're like, I get it's me. I get it's my fault. And you're not at fault at all. Like this is, I imagine, such a natural feeling. And it is scary. And you don't want your dad to get forgotten. And, you know, hearing him ask questions about him and acknowledge him is meaningful. And I think the sock tradition is amazing. I think you should, if you're feeling comfy, get him some fun socks. I think he would love that. But I also think you guys should have a new tradition and maybe it is lighting a candle one night and talking about your dad. Um, 
It will happen I naturally think, too. I think you can bring it up though. You're you're at an age where, you know, things are progressing forward and people are moving on. And I think starting one of those traditions could be really meaningful. And you also have a little brother that doesn't really have a mom. And while he's, you know, growing up now with your mom, he might be feeling some some things he wants to talk about. So I think having, you know, a little little, you know, intimate night where you light candles and talk about your feelings or do something to acknowledge the people that aren't in your life anymore could be really meaningful and draw you guys closer together as a family. But I think you're going about this the right way. Um, healing and growing up and moving forward in life is it's not the same for anyone. And you've you've gone through a lot losing your dad at such a young age. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. You are a family, though. Yeah. It sounds like one wonderful family. It does sound great, but you don't have to feel any pressure to, I need to embrace this. I need to be a family right now. Like, there's no pressure. He's there. He's ready when you're ready. So just take it easy on yourself. I think, you know, trying to hop into it and play house too fast can kind of maybe not be right for you. And It's been going on for two years. It could take 10 yeah. for our writer. It, yeah. it could take 10. You know, there's there's no linear process in this. And I think you've, you know, don't feel bad for overhearing the conversation. I think, like you said, you needed to hear it. And now you know, and you can move forward slowly, however you want, just knowing that he is a good guy, which is really, really important because, I mean, you listen, how many stories have we gotten with step parents that suck? And are just terrible, even after the loss of someone's, you know, other parent. So you got a good one. I'm, Don't stress about it. I'm a strong believer in the universe and what it yeah. brings us. Let me add the additional here. Okay. I can show him with Christmas silly socks and other ideas forever. But for me, it's important to talk about things as well. I think I need to hear what he told my mom, but him intentionally telling me, I need his assurance that he's okay with me having my dad's picture in my room and me telling stories from my childhood to refresh my memories of my dad. I would like for him to become an important part of my life and be able to introduce him as my stepdad without losing everything I have left of my dad. I yeah. think that's great. I'm yeah. like, are you sure you're 15? I the whole this writing. Doesn't sound... Oh, it's crazy. I I, I absolutely this is too well written for fifteen. She did a beautiful job in your feelings, your ability of articulating. And yes, I really do say when you tell ask him, can I share stories of my dad with you so I don't forget, he is going to jump at the chance of trying to always keep that alive with you and be a part of it with you and also be a man in your life that that can guide you yeah. and give you love. Yeah. As a parental person. Well, and I think it's totally okay to tell your mom that you are scared of forgetting your dad. I mean, this is your mom. You guys sound really close. Mm -hmm. I think if you guys, you know, you go to your mom and you say, can we go out to lunch or can we go to dinner? Just us two one night. It is totally okay to tell your mom this because your mom also loved your dad. Your mom might be dealing with the same feelings of like, I feel guilty for moving on and I, I don't want to forget him either. So yeah. you guys both could be feeling this, but you're too, you know, nervous dancing around each other yeah. that you haven't acknowledged it. So go to dinner with your mom and tell her and talk to her and then say, 
can we do something to remember dad? You know, if it's on his birthday every year or around the holidays, you, you, whenever you, you may even find it that you're, that this fellow will be glad to go to your dad's gravesite with you and be a yeah. part of that. I have, I have a sister who lost her love of her life and the man that raised her children. And she thought she would never be whole again. And my niece was on an airplane, guy sitting next to her started talking and before you know it, she fixed them up. <laughs> and within a couple of years, they were married. And Crazy. I will tell you that he is the most understanding guy. He toasts every year at a, at a holiday table. He's the one that gets up and toasts the man that loved her before he got to love her. And it, 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 is, it sends chills in your body when you see the love that he and the respect that he had for my sister's husband that was before him, because I have to tell you, her, the husband that passed was a jealous guy. <laughs> he would kill anybody that looked at my sister. <laughs> and that's love. I mean, I think and, this is a great example this too. Guy, this is love. And this guy gets up and he just says, I respect that you're the love that you have and I love her. And and we remember you every, yeah. every, every, we, we, we make, we, we, we raise our glasses to you and we toast you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when it comes time for them to all be buried, he, he didn't put himself right next to him because he knew the jealousy. He's actually respected to, to put his parents not far and that he'll be buried not far from her. There but, you go. But it was, it's interesting to see the respect level. Yeah. So I guess for, for our writer, please keep us posted how this goes for you. Use our update form when you tell us so we are sure to find it. And I think moral of the story for everyone out there listening, there's great people out there. Kind people, compassionate people, empathetic people, people that won't judge you for your past. They'll respect your past, honor your past. So don't settle for shitty fucking people. Right, and treasure the ones that are good when you find them. Exactly. And, and your mom is a badass because she yeah. was able to mechanical engineer. She was able electrical. to, to electrical electrical engineer. Crazy. She put everything in perspective and wait for the right timing to whatever came in her life. Great. And, yeah. And brought and brought brought wonder and beauty. Yeah. Don't don't stuff your little feelings down. They're they're okay. Talk about them. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that write in. I'm really glad I that I got to find that one. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hi, FKS team. I love both shows and would rather listen to them in my car instead of listening to music. Thank Thank you. Nice. I'm looking for advice on my boyfriend, 30 male, let's call him C, and Mai's 29 female relationship. We were set up by a mutual friend of ours in December of 2022, and we have been inseparable ever since. Our spark was immediate, and we couldn't get enough of each other. We lived an hour and a half away from each other, so we were doing long distance for a while. I was fired from my stable, well-paying job of four years in May of this year. My family, C, and his family were so supportive of me while I got through this tough spot. I was looking for jobs near me, but I live in a smaller town, so there wasn't a lot for me for the pay I needed to continue to survive. I began looking for jobs near him, as he lives in a bigger city, and there were a lot more opportunities. We talked about me getting a job here and moving in with him and his roommate until I'm more stable and can be on my own. I moved in with him in July, and things have been kind of rocky since then. He called me while he was at work one night, feeling really overwhelmed with us living together. He said he would help me however he could and help me move so we can have some space. He thinks we are moving too fast, which at first made me really upset, but I realized it was overwhelming for me too. I moved into a small house with a lot of stuff and a cat and a dog, along with my boyfriend with his own dog, as well as having a roommate. I've never lived on my own before, so it's really scary for me. I've been looking for my own place for about a month now with no luck. C has been a little more standoffish with me than usual. We haven't had sex since August, which is something we never had an issue with before. We both have so much love for one another and are just struggling to communicate through this. Will moving out on my own help build our bond back? I just feel like I broke what we had because I moved in so fast without us really taking it through more. He's my best friend and I know I want to work this out with him. I just don't like that he's shutting me out because it's stressing me out even more. How do I bring this up? Please help. I really could use some fatherly and friendly advice. Additional? Yes. We're just going to knock it out. C was married and is divorced now due to an affair his ex was having with one of his friends. She also agreed to do marriage counseling with him while she was sleeping with this friend. I was engaged to be married, but left two weeks before because I finally realized how emotionally and psychologically abusive he was with me. Nothing I did was good enough. Everything was my fault, including me getting pregnant by him and then him screaming at me for a week to deal with it and abusing me to the point of me having a miscarriage at seven weeks. I realized I couldn't live my life like that anymore, so I left. I will say this. The fact that you are going to get your own apartment and moving out is going to be time for all the waters to, to settle down. You got a lot of you got a lot of stuff going on. Just taking that space can only mean healthiness. And then you guys can figure out as you're doing this where your relationship is versus intimate relationship or just a relationship as friends. 
And I think that's the, the best plan and the, and, the, and the best play going forward. And take it day by day, and we'll see where, where it goes. Don't rush it. Don't put pressure. And if it's meant to be, it's going to work its way back. And you may find that it's just that, that that part of your life isn't going to be what your lives are going to be together. You may find that. You may find it is. We just don't know. Yeah, and I know it could be scary to move somewhere for someone. The living situation, which I'll get into, doesn't work out. And then you're moving to be living by yourself mm-hmm. in kind of an unfamiliar place. but and, think- and finding herself by herself where, where it's not really that she's a couple with somebody. She, she's her independent because remember, she came out of a relationship. Right, I, but I just think it either way, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, yeah. living alone for a while like that probably is going to be pretty nice. Yeah. Because it's your stuff, your place, you do what you want. And then you're able to assess your relationship separate from the dynamics of the living situation, which in any case with a relationship, I think it is hard when there's a couple plus roommates mm-hmm. because you're not only dealing with your you're not being able to focus on what it's like to live together. You're focusing on what it is like to live together with other people, which will always make it more difficult. Not always, but it will, it, it, it's going to make it more difficult many more times than it'll make it easier to live together. Yeah. And I think that is moving out will help you separate those and really address the living together situation, which probably would happen without an additional person. Well, to give like us all some context too, December of 2022, they haven't even had a one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. They were long distance, then moved in together after five months. That is so fast. You go from kind of knowing someone yeah, to like, all right, we're going to be Every day. Yeah. And I think, you know, dating long distance, you still, you get to really maintain your friendships. You get to go out. You you have your space while, you know, picking up the phone and chatting when you want to and when you can. And then all of a sudden you're there, you're on top of each other. There's a lot of pets, roommate dynamic. Everything is just... While you're trying to get to know one another. Yeah. And you're still like, you don't even know someone until at least nine months to a year anyways. So And try throwing in roommate problems. Exactly. So I think this was just a lot. And I get him feeling overwhelmed. And I think moving out is necessary. However, I don't know if I would live alone. I think you need to get some friends of your own in this city. He should not be your only person. He should not be your only friend. Mm -hmm. Maybe go find a, a female roommate that's okay with pets and make a new friend and, you know, get yourself out there because that is overwhelming too. And when I was long distance with someone and they were in Canada, I would go there and like, I would stay for two weeks, maybe three weeks at a time. And he was the only person I had there. And that feeling for him of feeling like, oh my God, she's reliant on me. I'm all she has. I think that gave him a lot of pressure and anxiety too. Because I'm always waiting on him. I'm always waiting for him. And that's not life. You need a life outside of him too. So get yourself out there, make some friends, and really explore this new city. I mean, you, what, what really came to my mind and rang, rang loud was last the other day, we or our last show, 
we talked about that you almost moved across the hall, you know, on the other side yeah. of the building. Yeah. And you said, boy, that would have been, and I said, who knows what that would have done? True. We don't know. Here's a relationship where it played it the way it played out. You guys had the right distances. You got yep. together. And it grew right. Yeah. And you guys are, you know, together. Yeah. We don't know what happened when you just throw it all into That's the true. mix. It it adds a lot of different dynamics. So I, I look at the the fact that if you move out, is it healthy? Absolutely, it's healthy. Mm -hmm. It's a great move. Uh, your idea of, of finding a, you know other friends, absolutely, I agree. Build a, build a life that you're not showing this person that you are so reliant upon him for your every breath. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And when they well, and see, it's healthier for you anyway. Oh my God, you need absolutely. friends. And that, when, when they see that you're able to build your own life and build your own friends and, and you're not with them because you need him, but because you want him to be a part of your ride, mm -hmm. that's a different, it's a different thing. It's more of a totally. partnership. Yeah. So it's a lot healthier. We'll see what, how it goes. Yeah, keep us, us posted. Know. I think we're headed to a uh, more positive a more positive future for you guys. I think so too. And and if it's not your person and you don't come back from this, then you, that's okay too. Yeah. I mean, you then know, it's good you, experience. Yeah, yeah, you had a great relationship after a shitty one, and you know what you want and what you're looking for going forward. You had the heal. And just because you know maybe you've, things have fizzled out a little, you could come back to each other. Just get on your feet, get established, find some happiness that is outside of him and. I think good things will happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, your attractability numbers go up just having having him attracted you because you're able to stand on your own feet. Yeah. That adds a lot of attractiveness. Well, especially after such a bad relationship, mm -hmm. it shows you that you are enough. Like yeah. you will be perfect for someone and with someone, maybe him. Yeah. Maybe someone else. But right. it shows you that you're not meant to be treated like that. You're not like you never should be stuck in that. You are way, you are so deserving of a good, healthy, happy relationship. And that goes to everybody out there. Absolutely. You, really you got another story for me? I might have one more. Okay, let's do it. My boyfriend acts like he doesn't care about me anymore. I don't know what to do. Hey, Jerry, I love listening to your podcast. My dad has barely been in my life since I was little, and it's nice to hear a dad who really cares about his children. Anyways, I, 17 female, and my boyfriend, 18 male, have been together for a year now. And at the beginning, it was incredible. He really cared about me and was very attracted to me and told me every day that he cared about me. He would even buy me flowers. We recently went on a trip to Spain together. And I won't lie, things were rocky. But I put everything aside to enjoy the trip. He picked me up. He picked me completely apart. Everything I did was wrong, but I talked to him and he promised to be nicer. Once we got back, he invited me on a trip with his family and friends, but I wasn't really close with anyone. I know his family pretty well, but I'm not fully accepted into his family. His best friend went, and I know him, but I'm a very anxious person, and it's hard for me to talk to people. So it was challenging. I told him this, and he promised to take me out to dinner one night, but once we got there, he blew me off, left me in our room, and went out to do things with his friends and family, and wouldn't even let me know. I felt alone, neglected, and hungry. I couldn't eat anything because his family only eats meat and I'm a vegetarian. So I was really feeling horrible. Not to mention my mom called me and told me about a horrible death of someone I grew up with. And all of this built up and I felt so awful. 
and as if I had no one there for me. He only talked to me when he got a stain and I had to get it out, or if he wanted a cigarette. I was breaking down every night and would cry myself to sleep, while he would come in at 2 a.m. drunk and cuddle me. I talked to him about this, and he told me I was overreacting, and I was the one doing this to myself. And he just yelled at me for 30 minutes and came back and then wouldn't speak to me again. DTD. We came back. He called me apologizing, but I don't know if I can do this anymore. DTD. I do everything with him, and I feel like his mother, he doesn't ever treat me like he actually cares about me anymore, and it's been causing me so much stress. All I want to do is cry every day. DTD. Okay, so for those that don't know what DTD means, can you uh, explain again? Dump the dude! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why? Why are you with him? Seriously, ask yourself. Relationships, partners should make you feel good. They should make you feel loved. They should make you feel respected. Are you getting any of that? From well, him. And the and here's the interesting thing. When you went to Spain, the one thing that you learn about relationships, and I, I've said this before, travel together, decorate together. If it don't go fl- if it don't flow, <laughs> DTD. Well, when- it's like we recently went to Spain together and he picked me completely apart. Everything I did was wrong. Yeah. Didn't travel well together. He's looking for a reason. He's looking for something. You go, I can feel it. What's the can you remind me the age, please? 18 and 17. So our writer is 17. Is it the first relationship? No mention of that. It feels like that. This is what I commonly remember from that age, from people in their first relationships. And it's not always tied to that age, but usually that's when people experience this kind of thing. Because guys, just for some reason, in their first relationship, a lot of times... There's a lot of bad dudes that'll act like this. And from her perspective, you're like, is this the way it's supposed to be? Yeah. Because when Not you have no all. context, how would you know? Yeah. You know it feels wrong. You know what it feels like, but you've never been treated well by a different partner in a prior relationship that we know of. And so if this is your first one and you don't know the difference, then, I mean, looking back in the future, you would clearly know like, Yep, that was a bad one. But I'm also glad I experienced it because now I know what to look for going forward. So when this all goes down, which it should, I think it will be very positive that you had gone through this Mm -hmm. because you will learn so much from this and you'll avoid a bunch of this BS in the future. And by the way- Oh, sorry, you go. By the way- this this guy ain't gonna change. This guy is not gonna change. This is this is the guy, this is the guy who he is. I was eighteen years old or nineteen, and I went traveling with my uh, eighteen or nineteen year old girlfriend with my family and whatever. We went skiing, and never, never, never would ever treat anybody to that's that. My nature is never to 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 treat my 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 spouse or my partner this way. This guy. Absolutely, it's inexcusable. Right, that treatment. That, that yeah. And if any person's with someone that is this way, you need to get out. Yeah. DDD. Dump the dude dump or dump the dude. or dump the dame. But d- dump it. Run. Don't walk. Run the other direction because yeah. they don't. They don't deserve any factor of it. You don't know. And I will say, like even my shittiest of boyfriends, like the worst people I've dated, they would never treat me like this on a family trip. 
They would never leave me behind and make sure my needs weren't met. They would never neglect me and make me feel less than and then yell at me. I, you know, despite them being shitty boyfriends, they were still a good person to me. And hey, oh my God, let's get you some food. You're feeling nauseous. Let's drive at 11 p.m. out to Tim Hortons and go get you a ginger ale or a Sprite. Like, come on. That's how that should be. But I think it's so confusing for you because you got so much love bombing at the beginning. So to have this total 180 flip of, I thought he really liked me. He told me I was beautiful. He bought me flowers. And then for him to switch you know, this flip, flip the switch. It's confusing because you're like, wait, what happened? How do I get that back? I had that. And I think he maybe in his past relationships or from observing has learned this love bombing behavior. Um, Something I also learned about recently is the penny method. What's the penny method? So the penny method is when a guy first starts talking to a girl and he'll initially put a dollar in the piggy bank. So the girl is like, oh my God, this is great. I got a dollar. Wow. Magical. This this is the best thing ever. Then, you know, he slips down and he starts putting 90 cents in. And so the person is like, well, I was getting a dollar. Now I'm at 90 cents. I say, but you, then, I say, but, I say go join the union. But then... <laughs> He'll put 95 cents in and then you're back up and you're like, okay, like well, well, now I'm getting 95. Yay. Until you slowly get down to zero and then you get 10 cents and you're like, well, it's better than zero. It's He's, literally a slot machine. It's, it's just like he set this bar, got you wrapped around his finger, showed you how good he can be, but that's not him. That was a game to get you invested. This is him. And this is not love. This is... He needs to grow up, and you deserve better. This is, we don't even need to analyze him. We just need to, you need to Bye. move on. Yeah. End Bye. the story, out the door. Don't even say goodbye. Just walk out the door. He'll figure out why you left. I think it's pretty apparent. And we don't even give a shit if he figures it out, because you're not going back. No. Yeah. This is, honestly, his treatment of you is abuse. pretty abusive. It's abuse. Pretty abusive. And, I mean, ignoring you... Only talking to you when he needed to get a stain out of his shirt. I mean, we've had full write-ins just about families not acknowledging someone's eating preferences. And that's just one tiny piece of this puzzle. Yeah. We've had full write-ins on every single aspect within this. Bad. Yeah, and it, just, they're, they're all folded into one. Yeah, Bad. you deserve better. Bad. You definitely... You, don't even don't even call him. Just, no. Just, just go on with your life. Don't even say goodbye. Yeah. Just... Do your own, just walk away. One, you only can go up from here. So you will find, I mean, just the, imagine the feelings that she's going to have the next good person she meets. Yeah, or yeah. The next, your someone shit, who treats her like- Your shit screen will not tolerate this. No, this, the red you'll flags say, that he's shown you. You'll say, I've been here before. I know where yep. this goes. Let's fuck that. I'm out of here. I'm moving on. Keep us posted. Okay. But okay. you got this. You You deserve better. Okay, we're headed to Patreon. Let's go. So that's it for this show. We invite you to our backyard called Patreon. And um, come knock on the gate. Let us in. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>